In today's episode of Let Yourself Shine, I interview Christina Becker. Christina is a Jungian psychotherapist who trained at the C.J. Young Institute in Zurich, Switzerland. Today's topic is how to psychologically grow up. You can learn more about Christina's practice and her insightful writing at www.cjbecker.com. I start off by asking Christina to tell us what exactly is our shadow side. Know is what does it mean when we say our strengths are hidden in the shadow? So like, like why are they on the shadow side in the first place? And then have they just been repressed? And, and what happens when we find them? Do we act differently? Okay, well, let's just start with how, what happens uh, with the shadow and how the shadow gets formed. Because uh, I think that's a good place to start. So the shadow, the shadow is formed, well, it's important to understand that the shadow are parts of ourselves, all sorts of parts of ourselves that we say we are not. Um, and it could be um, uh, characteristics that we think maybe are negative or, you know, not very appealing or not very attractive. Um, <laughs> they could also be uh, characteristics that uh, can be seen as strengths. So let me give you an example. So let's say, you know, when we're little, uh, we come from a family that is very academic, very thinking oriented, and you just happen to be very expressive, very feeling, and, um, you know, you just kind of express yourself like, here I am, all that kind of stuff. And it challenges the family system. So you'll get the message from that family that being very outspoken and very expressive is not okay. It's not acceptable. You can't be that within this particular context. And you might have feelings of shame around it or being judged or being critical. And so then what happens is that we go, okay, we can't be that. We can't be loud spoken and expressive. And so we kind of say, okay, well, I'm not that. And then we put it into the shadow. We put it into the unconscious. We say we can't be that. And so then it can be there for, uh, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, maybe 60 or 70 years while uh, we keep saying uh, we're not going to be that. Um, the challenge, of course, is that when we start to touch into that uh, part of ourselves that we've said, oh, we aren't that, it usually comes up in projection. And we also have to experience the shame related to that. Um, and so that's why it's a little challenging to experience or to start to unpack the shadow and to actually use it and to gain access to the gifts that are there because there's all sorts of this emotion that actually related to being in a, uh, a child. Does that, is that clear? Is that, does that make sense? Yeah. Wow. That is really um, starting it off with a bang. I just feel like I just really realized about the shadow and like 
the ones that actually, you know, even in a context that are, haven't been, um, you know, haven't, aren't acceptable as a child. So it's, it's, you know, they can be positive and negative. It's, it doesn't necessarily have to be, um, but when we access it, we actually gain a huge amount of life energy. Because one, and you, that's part of your, your, you know, the second part of that question. I mean, Jung believed very importantly that the soul uh, has psychic energy. It has life energy. Life energy that is, um, wants to be lived in a particular way, wants to be focused, wants to have an outlet for expression, for creativity. And so if we sit on, you know, some of those natural talents, then in fact, we're blocking the flow of life. And so when we actually access those parts of ourselves that we've kind of repressed, then it frees up energy. And so then we just feel better. We actually have, uh, we're able to participate in life in a much more, in an easier way. Mm, that's awesome. That's very reassuring because I, um, yeah, I don't feel like I've been able to participate in life, really. So um, the next question is, um, so you talked on your blog about individuation. I thought that mm -hmm. was an interesting concept. And um, i just like you to talk more about it. What is it? Yeah, for sure. The way that Jung, um, the way that Jung just talked about it or described it is that individuation is a natural inborn drive to be all that we can be. It, it, it's like we're kind of come into the world. The, the image often is like uh, an acorn to the oak. That was an image that James Holman talked a lot about. And so in that image, we've got an oak, an, oak, an acorn. An acorn will naturally grow into an oak. That's, it's kind of programmed to do that. So Gabriella, you know, the little one in you is naturally designed to uh, grow into you, your full potential, the same for me. And so we are kind of hardwired to live this kind of path where we are uh, moving towards all that we can be, like basically who we truly are. In the spiritual traditions, it's called... Um, the true self or the divine self or the essential self. Um, psychologically, uh, it could be the genuine self or the authentic self. So we, we do have this. Um, uh, so it is, you know, we do have a, a, a higher version or a higher vibration of who we are. So, um, and where we get stuck, I think, is sometimes when we get hurt or we get wounded, that either derails that process or um, uh, stalls that process, whatever. Um, and that's when we get into um, a psychological distress. So whether that's depression or anxiety or any other kinds of neurosis, addiction, uh, phobias, you know, all of the psychological manifestations that actually says, okay, there's something wrong here. Uh, there's something out of alignment here. We need to figure out what that is. So basically, you know, individuation is just living our life in a genuine, authentic, um, engaged way. 
that uh, where we are on a path of of living the things that really enliven us, things that are um, exciting and um, where we have an opportunity to really grow and to develop into who we're supposed to be. Hmm. Okay, so you said that we are, like an acorn is designed to grow into an oak tree, but Mm -hmm. is that 100% a given, like will no matter what, or, or it might not? we don't tend to it well um well an oak will grow into a, an acorn will grow into an oak tree i mean it's like the genetics are such that it can't grow into an elm tree or it can't grow into a maple tree right because it's an acorn um we can uh we can stall it uh we can ignore it uh it Yes, you're right. It is not a given that we would grow into like the fullness of ourselves. Um, There are lots of reasons why that won't happen. However, people who don't do that usually are not very happy. Mm. Yeah. Usually they're suffering tremendously. Uh, They have a lot of mental health issues um it's because the wound is such that this the um uh and and there's usually a lot of fear associated with that so the wound is such that uh it um people are unable to work with that wound to get to the other side like they're unable to see the gifts and i've seen it before i it's been it's a total mystery to me why that happens But as I said, it usually has to do with fear and um, uh, sometimes lack of resources and things like that. But yeah, you're right. It's not a given, but it usually comes at a tremendous creation process, certainly does speed it up. Hmm. Okay, so I think this is such fascinating stuff. It really is like a mystery. So um, for those of us that over-identify with the values and opinions of others, Mm. How do we free ourselves? I, I'm talking about women, not generalizing, but how do we free ourselves so that we can be comfortable in our own skin? Yeah, well, that's a really big, um, that's a really, really big um, uh, topic. And I, I've worked with um, many people who get so preoccupied with what other people think. It, it is a very disempowering kind of stance because you're giving away, you, you kind of are outside of yourself when you're focused on uh, the values of, or the, the, the opinions of other people. The, the process, uh, and it can take a tremendously long time, but the, the process is to withdraw the energy from outside of yourself and pull it inside to really connect with um, what is true for you. And, but the problem is that when the, 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 uh, the tendency to be overly focused on outside of yourself, to evaluate yourself, has a lot to do with, um, you know, low self-esteem and low self-worth. And so, and so needing to find those mechanisms that support 
uh, a kind of a feeling that you are uh, uh, valuable and that your opinion matters and all of that. Um, you know, that can take a, a fair bit of time, uh, but that is basically what is needed is to bring the energy from outside inside uh, and to connect with that. I know people, women, young women I've talked to, well, like for me, I feel like I'm sacrificing myself just like for other people so that, yeah. Yeah, it really is a terrible position to be put. Well, it is. And the psyche doesn't tolerate it for very long. I mean, it just, it just doesn't. Uh, because you're actually, by doing that, you are also going against your natural, uh, your natural individuation process, which is to live your experiment in life, to live what it is that you come here to do. So if you're sacrificing that, the psyche is going to rebel at some point because it because you're out of balance. I mean, it's not it's not to be totally self-centered and selfish, but it is about being balanced between those two things. So, my question for you would be, or for any young woman, is like, what are the messages that you receive about? that tells you that that is the way to live your life. Like, where did you get those messages? Where did you, you know, was it family? Was it uh, society? Is it about peers? Is it about all, all of those um, things? And is it an attempt to uh, fit in because you, you, you were told or feel that the only way to fit in is to subjugate yourself in some way? Yeah, I, I think kind of um, myself, don't don't be that way or else it's going to you're going to get pain. Like, you know, it's just like, yeah, maybe we can talk about like synchronicity. Like if a same situation happens over, over and over again, if you're being yourself, you're showing like people come in to bash you. How can you get past that? Well, I think you have to, um, I mean, there is being yourself, which is one thing. And then there is how you are being yourself. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to figure out what it is that people are objecting to. Usually, if you're being yourself, and you're, again, you know, we have to bring things into balance. One cannot be totally self-sacrificing, right? Right. We can't be totally self-absorbed because neither of those work in, in the world, right? We have to, our balance is a balance of self and other. So we have to be connected with ourselves and understand what our values are and what our truth is and be able to express that in a way that people hear Right. Um, and that also implies that we need to listen to what, um, you know, what are what the objections are. Like, why is it that people are saying, um, OK, well, this this isn't this isn't working or I find this difficult or whatever, because it could be about them, but it also could be about you. And so in this essence, you there, there's, I would suspect there's some sh shadow material, you know, that needs to be uncovered here in terms of, of 
is is it the is it the uh, just being yourself, or is it how you feel you need to be yourself because you feel like you can't be yourself? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're if you're trying to be yourself in an adapted neurotic way, you may get some pushback. But if you're being yourself in an authentic, genuine way, you probably aren't getting some pushback. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm. And that's, so that how question is actually a really important question. What's made about is like people's tone of voice is not, when I replay myself, I don't feel like it's a reflection of who I am. And so, mm. yeah. Okay, so uh, can you ask the question again, please? Yeah. Um, would you say our, okay, let me see this. Would you say that our experiences, you know, how we think we should act and our beliefs play a role in the state of our voice, the tone of our voice, what we sound like? Um, yeah, yeah, I would, I would say, and it's, um, and it's part of the, um, it's a good question, actually. Um, because it's one of the things that um, we don't actually aren't really quite mindful of. It's like it could be that we're, you know, the tone of our voice is going to be unconscious, right? We're going to, we don't even, we're not even aware that we've got some attitude in our, in our, in the tone of our voice, right? Because there's something running in the background. So there's a belief, maybe we're secretly defensive, maybe we've been, uh, maybe we're anxious, maybe we are um, um, uncomfortable about a situation. Uh, you know, there's all sorts of feelings, and in some ways that's our sense of being. How are we being in the moment? And then that does get reflected in the quality of our voice. Um, so people who are anxious, uh, they tend to speak quickly and, um, uh, and there's a, there's a, a certain quality in their voice. If, if they're expressing some anxiety, you can always tell when somebody's defensive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're saying the words, right. But the quality of their is like, you know, it's like, oh, I don't want you to be, you know, you get this whole energetic thing. I don't want you to be talking to me about this because, like, this is like you press the button, right? <laughs> kind of energy. Right? More so than the tone, the words they're saying. It's all in the tone and everything. Yeah, exactly. I want to get my tone of voice, like, um, to where the idealized version of myself. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'm a leader. I sound like a leader. I don't sound like I feel like I have this, like, nice it's nice and it's great but like it's covering up myself so how would what advice would you give to people that want to align their voice with themselves okay well that's actually a really great question so my question for you like just like just what you've just said or repeat repeat what you've said to me again and while you're saying it, tell me where you feel your where you feel your voice is emanating from in your body. Okay, so I will say that I my voice is really nice and that's great and everything, but I don't feel like it reflects who I am. I feel like it has this niceness over it. So okay. yeah, it's like um, 
just like right on, near my throat area, but a little yeah. bit under. Okay. So see if you can drop the energy uh, from your throat, drop it down into your diaphragm or your solar plexus. See if you can drop your energy in into that place and speak from your solar plexus. Okay, let me see. I've I a little I've done a little bit like this, but it never works for me. So okay. 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 Let me try it. Okay. I feel like I'm afraid to try it. Okay. So <laughs> um okay, so I feel like my voice it has this niceness over it and it's not mm. reflecting my true qualities. So did that sound different? Yeah, it sure did. Okay. How did that feel? Um, it felt more powerful. Felt Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, so solar plexus is the seat of power in the body, you know, in terms of the, the chakras, so the third chakra. So, you know, it's, it's almost like your voice, you know, you're, it's kind of like literally stuck in your throat, right? Like when you're, when you said it the first time, it's like you couldn't, you can't quite get out uh, your, the true, the trueness, like your true nature. Yeah. Cause it, cause there's something, it's like it's stuck in your throat. Yeah. Is that yeah. how it feels? Yeah. Yeah. It's not there. So, yeah, exactly. So, you know, bringing the energy down into your body, like actually like into your gut or into your solar plexus and being really mindful of where that, uh, where your, the energy of the voice is emanating from, I think has a lot to do with that. And um, uh, so, you know, if you practice that, then I'm sure that you'll get, you, you will get, um, you know, a truer expression. But the other thing you actually also need to be mindful of, I think, and I've, and I don't know, you know, I have written a lot about integrity and integrity as a psychological experience. You know, when you're inside, when you actually are able to articulate or say the truth of what you're feeling inside in a way that people can hear. So if you're, if you're out of alignment or there's like something going on inside and you're actually saying something you don't really feel or you don't really believe because that's what you are expects others to, uh, that's what you think others want to hear, then your voice is going to reflect that. But when you are actually able to be centered and say, um, you know, this is what's so for me in whatever that is, then you're aligned, your inner, your inner experience is aligned with, uh, with what you're saying. And that also creates authenticity and genuineness. Hmm. Okay. So that takes a little bit of practice, but that also requires a tremendous amount of awareness and consciousness because you have to say, Oh, well, you know, Joe, you know, as an example, you know, Joe, I would like you to do this thing for me, but inside you're thinking he's a jerk. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right? You know, so like that doesn't help, right? Because he's at some level, he's going to feel like, you know, he knows that you think he's a jerk. And so, you know, it's a kind of like, 
uh, you've got to, you've got to bring what you're really, really feeling and what you're really experiencing to consciousness and awareness. Okay. Okay. It's when they're out of alignment, when it's unconscious and you don't know that it's unconscious, then, um, I, I think what they do need is they need a commitment a lifelong commitment to become aware, become conscious, and to self-actualize and to work on themselves. And however you do that, you don't need to have a therapist. It helps for sure, but you don't need to have a therapist to have a commitment to do that. I think, I think as, you know, having a commitment to being aware, to being conscious, to developing, to being um, to trying to be the best part of yourself, uh, is, is certainly a requirement. Um, so you can do journal writing, you can do all sorts of classes, uh, watch your dreams. You could also be in therapy, you know, it's, uh, and the other thing too, is that we only get glimpses of these. I mean, we can't live it all the time that kind of integrated self um, because life happens and sometimes life knocks us off our centers. And so when we're off our center, then we need to know how to get back onto our center because we know what that feels like.